What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Dr. Middlecoff! I don't even have a response to that. Call, me doc, call me Dr. Haberman. We're all Dr. doctors, John. These people couldn't see. We kept our takes between texts. Haberman was adamant. And I thought, I agreed, I yeah. mean, most people did, that it was an Achilles. Yeah. You even, once they announced, because to me, in this day and age, too much on the line again, guy gambling stuff, you can't officially announce he has a calf when it's an Achilles, especially they, they can tell immediately because they can do that little test. The where Thompson like, test. I did the Thompson test on my couch and I failed it. So both my Achilles must be popped. Yeah, but you're probably not doing it right. Like they, they legit, probably they, not doing it right. You're right about they that. They legitimately, to me, because you even kind of questioned, and I think some people on Twitter did too. Like, are we sure? There was a doctor dude on Twitter that was like, I don't believe him. Oh, really? Yeah, and I just, to me, I, I'm Let, never naive we, to that. <laughs> I feel like if we start talking about this, we won't get to our ad. So let's talk about can we should we do that real quick? It was one of the craziest potentially you agree with this before we get to the ads, potentially devastating injuries I've ever seen live in sport. Just because of the ramifications, like, well, he's a free agent. Does he yeah. opt back in? Does he where does he train? Does he get a max with New York? He sits out the season. Is his career over? Is he ever like it was I'm trying to think back, like Steve Young lying on the ground. Like I, we've seen careers end, but he's like 30, 30 in the peak of his powers. It was wild. I mean, I, yeah, so many levels to it. I'm with you. It was wild. And then you still had like the game to play, and it wasn't like it happened. You know, it was just it wasn't like it happened on a random Tuesday night. It was like in this critical game five, where the winning team wins the series 87 percent of the time, or 82, or whatever the number is. Yeah, I mean, someone tweeted at me. I'm like, is that the most impactful when we thought it was an Achilles major injury we've ever seen in sports? And then someone's like, well, David Robinson, like, I think he broke his foot or something the year they got Tim Duncan. But the difference was that team, like, missed the playoffs. It had no, but this had ramifications on that game, on the series, on the season, the next year, and potentially the yeah, entire I mean, NBA. Now, this does not, I think the reason what you just said makes it bigger than this one, but would Tom Brady have another Super Bowl if he hadn't been injured? I mean, Matt Castle, they didn't go to the playoffs, but didn't they win 10 games? 
Say that again. Would Tom Brady have another Super Bowl if he had not had a severe knee missed a season on a knee injury? Well, they had just gone six, seven, you know, eight, nineteen and one the year before. Like they were, he was in the he was in the peak of his powers. So that, like now, that didn't have the ramifications on his career or on <clears> the organization. But anyway, yeah. See, to, to me, he, to me, he was coming off that nineteen and one season, so it was like, are they going to go? Are they going to win Super Bowl again? I, I think one hundred percent. No, no. Who knows? Maybe that'd be interesting to ask. You're right. Uh, okay. This podcast, which is our fourth of the week, because that's how we roll, is brought to you by Sherry's Berries. Mother's Day. This is the countdown now. If you haven't done it by now, we're really talking to you. Mother's Day is Sunday this week. End Sunday. Mother's Day. Sherry's Berries solution. We're putting it on a platter for you, so you can put it on a platter for mom. Just go to berries.com, guy. You get six berries covered in white chocolate, dark chocolate, milk chocolatey goodness. You have the shimmers, the swizzles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that what they're called? The the well, sugar swizzles? Well, they're two different. Yeah, you got the swizzles, and then you also got the pink shimmer sugar. Oh, that's – and then you have on the milk chocolate, you got the chocolate chips. Right. When you bite into them, guy, I don't want to say they melt in your mouth, but they melt in your mouth. And it's just the chocolate mis- mixed with the cold strawberry. It, it is just your mother. She probably already loves you, unless you're Aaron Rodgers. But even though I think you know a mother never stops loving their son, Aaron doesn't love her. That's for a different conversation. But your mother, if you love your mother, you have to get her some berries, guy. Get them sent to her house. Take care of her on this Mother's Day, May twelfth. It's what we're three days away, guy. Yeah, yeah. Mother's Day, grandma, sister, sister-in-law, godmother. Uh, au pair, your in-house, your your live-in au pair. You know, maybe she cherished berries. Uh, we we, we knew a, a guy that had an au pair. Yeah, we, did, we got a big au pair community out there uh, that listens to the podcast. So, Does the au pair mean live in the home? I, I, th- I, th- I, yeah, I don't know like what the lines of distinction are, but I'm pretty sure au pair just means they are just yeah a full, a true full-time employee. Uh, B E R R I E S dot com. That's berries. Nineteen ninety nine for the mama in your life, or you can double the berries for just ten dollars more. It's this Sunday. Click on the microphone in the upper right hand corner. Promo code ham. Did you see Aaron Rodgers at the uh, Bucks game? I did. He's a partial owner. Right? So did you watch that interaction with Danica and the drink? Did you see what was happening there? It uh, looked yeah. like random did, dude yeah. second row. Danica ordered a drink with her friend, hands her the drink. She tries to hand him a 20. He waves it off like I like I got this one for you. And normally you would really she said, thank you. But I wonder, it's like, you know, dude trying to be a big shot, buying a drink for somebody who, you know, which I actually I also read that she had ordered the drinks and that guy just delivered them. Oh, it looked to me like it was the guy that sat right there. That, that's what everyone thought, and then I read that that's not okay. what actually happened. But, but so he comped the drinks, though. Well, because, my, my takeaway is if he's a part owner, they're on the house. My, my takeaway gotcha. either way on that individual had nothing to do with him or really her or her friend, though Danica looks a little like, is she happy? Aaron, why are you so fucking mad all the time? <laughs> like, you just look like the most miserable human to be around. You just... he. Like you couldn't mess around with the guy. He's just you talk about. But he elitist. he might not have even known what was happening behind him. But he, once he sees the drink, he knew that her drinks were being delivered, or the guy. I I just think what, that Aaron's Aaron, supposed to turn around and like high five everybody. No, but I mean he just he just always looks so angry. You notice when you see all these other players at games, like they showed back Tiari slammed a couple beers. 
all the the 49ers. Most guys, when Edelman goes to these Celtics or Bruins games, even when Brady occasionally goes, why does Aaron Guy consistently look so angry? I don't know. He just he looks so angry. That was my takeaway. Like, God, this guy's just an ornery SOB. Game face. Did, did you notice that, or am I just completely? No. Not- well, I saw it. Yeah. No. I no doubt. Uh, this podcast also brought to you by Hair Club. Whether you're looking to revitalize the growth of your own hair, or learn more about the latest proven methods for hair replacement or restoration. Hair Club's professionally trained stylists, hair health experts, and consultants can craft a personalized solution to ensure you feel your best and get the most out of your hair. Guy, Hair Club is the leader in total hair solutions with a legacy of success for over 40 years. Been helping people keep their hair or regrow their hair for over 40 years. And I'm one of those guys that would need some restoration, right? You'd have to take the hair out of the back of my head, put it on top. I say it all the time. I'm, just, I'm thinking about it. I, I have not mailed it in yet. I might come back because I'd want better hair than Haberman. And if I was going to do it, I'd go to hairclub.com slash ham. That's what we need you to do. Go to hairclub.com slash ham. Sign up. It's free. You get a free consultation. Hairclub.com slash ham. Just do it for you us. Do, you do that, and you get the $250 savings on any qualifying hair club service after the initial consultation if you decide that there is a treatment that's going to work for you. Hairclub.com slash ham for the free hair health and scalp analysis and enjoy $250 savings on any qualifying hair club service after the initial consultation. Hairclub.com slash ham. All right. Kevin Durant. As we record this on a Thursday, has there been an I, I Are you guessing? Are you going to jump? go Haberman, jump to conclusions via text? I wasn't going to tweet Achilles, but everyone who, was, who I've ever known, I almost tweeted. You know which tweet I almost tweeted, John, was... This is why I retired from basketball. As if like my retirement and Kevin's injury are in any way related. But I, you know, but I do think my primary reason that I don't play basketball anymore is, is I don't want, I've seen people go through this close friends, nine months in a boot. I'm not about it. Well, you can't, you can't afford it. And I might, maybe it'll happen to me. And honestly, it might happen to me going up some stairs. So 100%, it's going to happen to someone someday. It's probably going to happen to me too, but I refuse. I retired as well. I can't afford my body type can't afford the inability to do anything. You know, it, it cannot afford it. And I think most people that love basketball and have been playing pickup since their youth, when they retire, that's what they say. They're like, I just can't afford the torn Achilles. Yeah. When to me, I felt somewhat of a chance that it was something else when he walked off the court and the way he walked. Mm -hmm. It was kind of weird the way he was putting his leg down, like his foot was kind of, it was just weird. Yeah. And I saw Anthony Slater said he had had a calf injury way before, you know, in years past. Anthony had or Kevin? Uh, (laughs) Kevin. Honest question, I meant that. Because because an Achilles is one injury where everyone's like, I know a guy, like that's what I felt. I know a guy, I've seen it happen. Everyone does the look behind. Anyway, keep going. I, I, I do think that when... You're like, well, if it's the Keeleys, it's one of the most devastating and impactful dominoes. It would have been. And we haven't got official word yet, but again, even I watched Steve's press conference last night. He's like, well, yeah, we know for a fact. Like they're adamant that it's not an Achilles. Well, this it would have changed if they would have lost. You would have been like, well, the series over. Still doesn't feel like, even though they're in the lead, and we'll get into that. Like the series isn't set in stone yet. But what the hell would have happened this off season? He's Everyone's like, well, everyone's still giving him the max. I would agree people would give him the max, 
But that would be one of the all-time riskier Maxes ever, right? He might never be the same. And the crazy thing is, is have there been moments in this series you're like, I'm going to go to YouTube and just rewatch Michael Jordan because this guy kind of looks like a seven-foot Michael Jordan right now. <laughs> it's like blocking people, fadeaways, fucking behind-the-back drives. He's in, he's as good as he's ever been, and he's been incredible for like five straight years. Do you agree with that? That he's as good as he's ever been, and he's been incredible for five straight years? Yes and yes. Like I, I thought the period, was it last year when we were talking about him early? Like Is, this, is he going to be the defensive player of the year? Was that last season? Yeah, I mean, he mailed it in probably about after Christmas, but, but there I was like we a couple were, months straight. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, yes, I agree with both those things. And now he's like, he's going Michael Kobe, like, fuck this, I got him, and like, checking James. And then there's the, because I always think, do they overrate the minutes a little bit? These guys play basketball for a living, and they're such good shape. I mean, Draymond, I, I feel like Draymond's unfazed right now. Does he even get tired? But you'd have to say, if it was a calf strain, he, Kevin's been playing a lot, right? Right. Not just playing a lot, but getting a lot of, lot of just wear and tear on him. Right. It's not like he's getting to coast. So it's, it kind of makes sense. You know, it's you just it would have been a devastating blow guy for the league because that would have meant he's out next year wherever he goes or where, like if he signs with the Knicks, which it kind of still feels like he's going to, it wouldn't quite feel the same right if he's just out for the year whenever well, it that would happens. feel like oh this is what happens to the Knicks why well, was lit exactly they would end up with the third pick and then and, and then uh, Kevin sitting on the bench for a year well I was listening to uh, on the athletic little app Slater and Ethan were talking up on the just their all 82 deal and Ethan was like are we sure that he wouldn't just opt back in right and then Anthony Slater was like, well, it would all be about where he wanted to rehab. Like, would he want to rehab around these guys? Or, you know, just, it would be nuts. And it guys. would also be about, are you getting, if you're getting the max to go rehab with your next team and you're leaving, then you would kind of do that, right? But, but you would also, if you opt in, then you just, you can just, well, let me wait until I know how healthy I am to choose where I'm going. Yeah, but you could also, wouldn't you get the max in a year and you just get extra money and then just push it yeah. back? Oh, that's true. Because you opt in, you get another 30, and then you just get the max the next year. Nothing right. really changes. Uh, that's all I was thinking about for a couple minute stretch on top of, I claimed it never crossed my mind. It did. They're fucked. That was my first. Like, they're not beating these guys. And then and then a couple minutes in, I realized, guy, they are playing. And I, I've been getting in with this, this Clatton fucking clown from houston that never stopped tweeting now this at me. was like an old beef right that's re yeah an old, an old beef that he rehashed because i took some shots at ackerman because he called us elitist and uh and again Dieter's tweet was one it was kind of sarcastic and, and two it was just basically like obviously the league wants the warriors like no shit it doesn't mean that like you're any less of a city or that your team isn't quality like it's just the simple market but, but size I'll say, I'll, ratings I'll say, issue I'll, here I'll say this. As just a basketball fan, like, middle guy, here's the Warriors homer. No, I, I like the Warriors because I like Steph Clay and I like Draymond. And now I like Kevin. And I like, like it, and and I would add, and we like them winning because it's content. 100%. But if they had the Kyries and the Ben Simmons, I would despise this team. I would not like them. If they had Chris Paul, I would not enjoy that. I, I don't think it's a hot take to say the Rockets are one of the least – I don't appealing, uh, easy on the eyes teams I've ever watched in my life. I, I can't stand Chris, and they're also a, sub, a couple of them. James and Chris 
have historic blemishes on their Hall of Fame resumes in the playoffs. So as the game got going, I said, you think Steph's going to go out? I was, Steph's going to go out like a chump. Draymond's going to lose to fucking Chris Paul. Are you fucking kidding me? They're one of the worst Albatross contracts in NBA history. How bad does that look? I mean, seriously, we, everyone shits on John Wall, and it's worse because he has a torn Achilles. But Chris Paul's contract looks atrocious. Could could they trade Chris Paul's contract this offseason? No. Seriously. No chance. Draymond is thoroughly outplaying him. Hold just on, but as let, like a let's, let, let's just, uh, I, I do want to talk about this part of it, but let's just make sure we get everything in on Kevin. Because I do think what happens next is a part of is still part of this conversation. Well, he um, could be out the rest of the playoffs, right? If yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, like, for, for sure. Yeah. But I just, I still think the moment last night deserves a little more attention, just because it was so crazy, right? And you made the point to me; it comes on the heels of Kyrie going out with a whimper in Boston. Because I just remember yesterday, like just yesterday, the Celtics were next, and now it's like, what are they going to do? Um, but I did want to say this to you about Reggie Miller, because I, I, I don't know if this got noticed. I was so happy that Reggie just said, I think he popped his Achilles based on his reaction. Let's watch it. And look at him look back. That's what guys do when they pop an Achilles. Because I get, you know what drives me nuts, John, is the, that drives me nuts, but I don't quite understand why we always have to hedge on injuries or do this thing where we're afraid to talk about what the injury might be on TV when you do that. Well, I don't want to, I, I don't. You know, I don't want to speculate. It's like, no, nah, he's lying unconscious. I think we can speculate on the concussion. Like, I think we can do that. And if he's not concussed, then he's not concussed, and we'll all be shocked. But we always, I don't get this in TV, the, I don't want to speculate, but it looks like, I don't want to speculate. No, it, it, it looks like his ankle. It looks bad. We'll, we'll see what happens, but it's bad. So I, I was really happy that Reggie did that. I don't want to speculate because he's just saying what we're all thinking. Like, people are afraid to talk about what we're thinking on these broadcasts <laughs> well, when it comes like, to injuries. <laughs> Who shattered their ankle? I was like Karis LeVert earlier, and obviously Hayward. Like, it doesn't look good, everyone. No, his ankle is shattered. No, Kevin did what happens to everyone that pops an Achilles. Like Reggie said, you think you got kicked. Re- I love that. Do you know what triggers me more, guy? Mm-hmm. See, so you, you come at it from a play-by-play guy. I, th- I respond as your classic new millennial media guy. Social media triggers me because everyone's like, everyone's playing doctor. Well, fucking of course they are. The best player in the world thinks he just popped his Achilles and everyone in the place, you can hear a, you know, this is an old school. I've heard this analogy a couple times uh, in like watching a documentary. Like yeah. you, could, you could hear a mouse piss on cotton and, you know, it was just quiet. Everyone watching. I've never like, heard that. I've never heard you could hear a mouse piss on cotton. I've heard that twice in like really? the last month. Yeah. Oh, wow. I like it. Different people. And uh, I, I was just. Everyone was thinking about it. I follow a decent amount of NBA players on Twitter. It, there was a barrage of prayers up, prayers up, because everyone's thinking about it. The players are. Jamal well, it's Crawford, not like Steve he just – yeah, if he had not looked back, I don't think it would have had that. But when you look back, we all know somebody who's popped Achilles, and we've all heard the story that it feels like somebody kicks you in the back of the heel. You and see, then- P.J. Tucker said that he – he was so devastated because he thought he played a part in it. He kept looking at the replay to make sure he didn't like oh, kick really? it or, yeah. He was like, I, I had to check the replay. I looked up. He was freaking out because he thought, I like PJ Tucker, right? You know, I, I love God. Him. I love PJ. Have we talked about PJ on this podcast? Yeah, he's a baller. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I, I uh, yes, we have talked as if I've talked about him on my of my other I, podcast. I actually don't hate a lot of guys. Like I despise Chris. Well, Chris had James. two. Yeah, the 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 one that got the Draymond Tech. You know what I'd like? 
Did Draymond kick him or not really? Well, he kind of he kind of lean. I mean, he didn't do nothing, but was it a technical worthy action? I don't think so. Um, what about the Steph when he's running into him and he he when he shoves Steph and Steph kind of shoves him and Steph's like, "Sorry, man," and it, it turns out like Steph didn't do anything. <laughs> like Chris, you, you're the most. Can you act like that if you've never accomplished anything beside like is he the Carmelo of point guards? That's what I've been thinking of. He sold that he needed all the money, guy, yeah, all the cash. I, I think he's. I, I think he plays harder. Like I wouldn't put quite him put him in that category. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think he does play harder. Um, and I think when it's all said and done, regardless of what happens, I think James now has been so good in the playoffs, so consistently that his. You know, I, I don't. I, I, I think if there was but a blemish I don't think he's before, melodramatic. Like he's no, not no, no. I know. I'm just yet. talking about the blemish on his. Like I think this is becoming like. Maybe people, maybe this is over dramatic, but it's kind of a blemish on just like I would love to see. I don't want to sound like I would love to see the NBA fine guys for deceiving officials, even if now guys might still do it. But I don't like I thought like wasn't this a thing where like if you were going to flop, like we could go back and fine you later. And I, I, I maybe it's happened. And you know what the Warriors have gotten pretty good at with him? Because he kind of goes a little running back, where when he drives, he, he's not quick enough to get by you anymore. He kind of lowers his shoulder. They've clearly had a coaching point. Just let him hit you and then go back, and he'll get an offensive foul. Yeah. He got called for two or three of those last night. What do you that's think? When, that's when Draymond kicked him, right? He so, got called for one of those. Sorry, I, and now I've taken off off, uh, off track. What did you think? What do you think? Because one thing I was thinking watching that game is, what is this like for Kevin right now? Because he's sitting back there. He's got to be watching it, right, with his leg up. Well, before the before it gets leaked that he had, it's a calf and not an Achilles, I was assuming like he would have been in tears. You know, it was like career over. You think he's going to play Friday? No, I think he's out for the series. Yeah, I don't think he's going to play Friday. If it's a calf strain, though, I, I don't know. Like, if it is a calf strain, I think I think it's safe to assume he's out for the series. I I, I agree with that, but I also think if it's a calf strain, if we get to Game Seven, I think the conversation will be well. He can't play a little bit on a calf strain. I, all I was thinking, the moment he goes out, I no one's. And I think you do risk further injury if you do that. Yeah, to me, he's out for the series. Right, I think it's smart. I think he's definitely even out for that. They fly in an hour, and he probably is not going to go. But, it, sorry, sorry. I just I got so many thoughts. We got we both got so many thoughts. It just reminded me of something. Keep going. When he was limping away, I I kept thinking like Daryl Morey. Again, no one's rooting for injuries, but had to be thinking like, okay, it's a little karma. We lost Chris last year. They lose this. It's our time now. Right. And that's what I think everyone definitely in this area was like, they're fucked. <laughs> you know, they're just, they're going to lose this. And to me, it was as powerful of a warrior game of the Kevin Durant era. And since the 73 win team, because it all fell back on the main guy's shoulders, the crowd lit up. And they played a group of metal midgets who went metal midget. Uh, and you know who's not? Like I, I'm not talking about PJ Tucker. And I, Eric Gordon makes me nervous. Like that guy's a really good player. He's Eric, the second best player. All right, now I've had three thoughts while you're talking. God, it's so hard. I got so many things. James Harden went MIA. Chris didn't do shit. And Steph, Clay, and Draymond and Iguodal, all they did was make plays. Kevin Looney made play. It was fucking awesome. All right, let me rattle off. And I, I mainly people. I, I didn't grow up a Warriors fan. I like these guys. I rooted more because I despised this clown that tweets at me and then the fans that follow him. And I refused to get – I'm not going to piss down on this loser. But I, I, I was purely – it was it was like I 
had a thousand dollars on the game. I, I haven't got that much joy out of a game guy in a long, long time. So three things, just if I could rattle these off here before I forget them. One, I did have the thought if I played pickup hoops, I might want Eric Gordon's game. Cause I don't like, you know, guys that you can make all this. I'm not out there to, to defend and I'm not out there to drive and like, you know, but just like spot up shooters, like just burying every shot. I love Gordon's jumper. Drive occasionally when you see an opening. Yeah, occasionally. But mostly I just want to knock down shots. Two, do you think I don't want to sound like uh I don't I don't I'm not saying there should be a Warriors leak and a Sam Amick article on this, but as much as I love all these games with like one day off, should we consider by the time we get to this point in the playoffs, just kind of spreading it out a little bit more than like this series is, just to make sure everybody can play a lot? Or is that a disadvantage to some teams and an advantage? Well, I, I, I think at the root of the game, it it you know it takes away the fundamental. It makes it a different sport. You know, there has too many to days keep, off. Yeah, because yeah. I think they would argue early on in the series, in all these series, you get multiple days off through those first four. Right when you go, the first two home games are usually spread out two between. Then you get two on travel day. Then you get another two. And I like the five, six, seven, bang, bang, yeah, bang, it's fun. every it other fun. day. Uh, and I, I think it has a lot more because you always say baseball's baseball. They yeah, go back to yeah. back in baseball. Right. I, I think, that, like, do you think Draymond would be opposed to playing tonight? Hell no. Think Clay would? No. Now it'd be harder for some of the other Warriors, but I think they'd be down yeah, to roll yeah. tonight. Uh, and then the third thought was what you just said. I felt as as alive watching the that fourth quarter of that Warriors game as I felt watching a Warriors game since the year they lost to the Cavs. I that is in my exactly. recent sports watching memory, non money on a game. <clears throat> I'd put that below. I mean, Tiger was pretty sweet, probably a little bit below Tiger, but that's right. I don't get that much joy and just as into games anymore as I did last night. Was badass. I was. I couldn't sleep. I mean, I watched the post game. It was sweet. All right, so that anything more on Kevin before we just continue this conversation and what we were getting to earlier on the series? Do you, do you agree the moment Kevin went down like he went down, regardless, even once the calf injury comes out, it was clear he was out for the game. That became must win at that point the rest of the game for the Rockets. Yeah, well, and for but but I kind of felt that way about the Warriors too. Like I like I didn't think they could lose that game. The Warriors, if they had lost last night. 100%. But I'm saying for the Rockets, like you have to, a, a championship team takes the knife out and puts it in their neck, kind of right there. Yeah. Although I will say, I do think, like, if Kevin doesn't come back for the series, doesn't come back for game seven. I, I'm not saying the series over. I'm just saying that game was a chance to take their head off and you would have ended it Friday. For sure. But I, I, uh, yes. But that's why I think it was more must win for the Warriors. Because I think if they lost last night, the series was over. But I yeah, don't think it's over right now in their favor. You still lean the Warriors, or you think it's like a 50-50 coin flip? I still lean the Warriors. And the reason I still lean the Warriors is part of what we saw in the fourth quarter, and it's part of what we've been talking about, John, which is Kevin is right now playing like the best player in the world. You would have Kevin on this team if given the choice. But I don't think we can look at Steph and look at Clay specifically. I think Draymond we can. The way he's been playing is who he is. I think Clay and Steph have a little more to give than they're able to give when Kevin's on the team. Now they don't want he doesn't want the crumbs guy. He wants a slice. Don't hear that as they're better without Kevin. I'm not. But I think we're we're at the, we're at the point now. I think people everyone understands the conversation. Okay, good. But I do think they have. I don't think we can say, well, look how they've been playing. That's not good enough to beat the Rockets. I think they play a. Li- I think they can go a little higher without 
if Kevin's not there because they're going to need to. And I think part of what humans have in their gut, John, is fight or flight. And when you know that your best is what it's going to take, and I think they know with Kevin on their team, it doesn't take their best to win. And now without Kevin, it's going to take their best to win. I don't want to make this too much about rah-rah, but I think we saw last night, Steph in the fourth quarter was like, oh, yeah, I remember this guy. Because when we talk about the best Warriors teams, like who's the best Warriors team? We always talk about a version of them with Kevin. But I kind of remember last night, like I the the, I, the the version that won the first title was a pretty legit freaking team. They beat the crap out of the Cavs, right? They were fucking real. So, like, part of me thinks, like, I thought about this the, last night. I mean, the, we were the, guy, about, the, the second year team that lost to the Cavs was better. Yeah. So, John, we were talking about, you know, yesterday on the last Harrison pod, Barnes the Warriors versus the war, the Warriors versus. The Bulls, the Warriors versus the Lakers. What about this Warriors team versus that versus the sixteen Warriors team? Well, Steph Clay and Draymond are better players now. I do think that team just had a little more reinforcements. It just helped. Like to me, if they are going to win this series, like Jonas Jarepko is going to play ten minutes Friday. But if, if he goes all out, he can make a couple plays because yeah, he's made, tall. He's active. He helped the game when he came in. I, he I hit a three. What? But they, their margin for error now is zero. Like if Clay rolled an eight, like they are fucked. Like it kept. I kept thinking. I thought it was a little when Draymond fouled out with like a minute left and they were up four. I was like, oh, this is gonna be tough. That that crossed my mind. Just like because he he inbounds the ball. Just and it clearly like you can't have major possessions when Clay gets trapped. There is gonna be problems. I, I'll give Clay credit. Probably like forty seconds left. I think they're up four. They give it to Clay, and Clay realizes they kind of shot to Curry to double team him, and he just beelines it down the court, dribbling. It was like, God, that's a smart play. Yeah. And there was a couple moments when Clay realizes, like, I'm not really getting the crumbs anymore. It's just like <laughs> it's flash throw time. We get to me and him just get to do everything, and then Iguodala and Looney just get to do all the scraps, and Draymond gets to do Draymond. It was like, damn. Now I I think in the counter is. When you haven't been doing that for so long, and they haven't, though I Coward had a stat today, like in the three years without Kevin, they're twenty-eight and four. So let's not forget these guys when they know he's out can roll it back pretty easily. I I was nervous mid-game because it's like, well, you got to completely change mid-game. Yeah. When you've been in the flow of this thing, it's going to be hard, and especially Steph was. I didn't think he was playing that bad because he's getting to the rim at will. He's getting good shots. He's just missing it. You know, it's not, I don't think, like, to me, playing bad is like Chris Paul, who just looks atrocious, who can't get by anyone. Steph's getting by guys. He's getting in the lane. He's getting good layups. He's getting good looks. They're just not going. To me, there's a big difference of, in basketball, getting good looks and missing them and just not, like, Chris Paul can't get around people. Like Eric Gordon. If Eric Gordon misses or makes moving forward and so far in this series, I just look at him like he's playing really well. I don't, just because you miss, that's the weird thing about basketball. If you miss three layups, make or miss league, you, John. Hand down, I know, hand but, down. But if you if you fucking fly by your guy and then go right at the center and get a sweet layup and it misses, is that like are you playing bad or did the ball just not go in? Yeah, I, why totally? Like I don't. I'm watching Steph and I've been thinking this whole series, even when he's missing. Now the dunk that one game was that game three. That was bad. That was terrible. Where they quit? That was, was that game, game four. So when they quit, that was bad. But I have not watched these this game and I think game three and thought, even though his point total was different, 
Like, he's playing that bad. I think he's moving around well. I think he's getting good shots. To me, and Clay was like this last night, too. The moment they get that one, it's fucking on, like Donkey Kong. Well, and I do think we have to acknowledge. I I didn't understand why James, down the stretch, he drove a bunch of times. I was like, James, shoot threes. You know, I I was shocked they didn't shoot threes. It it drives me nuts the way they play. They they refuse to do anything else besides shoot threes and drive to the basket. Here's the other thing we have to talk about with that game. Two things. One, Draymond fell out too. That was the other element that got weird, right? They got they got lucky. It was like with 55 seconds left and not two and a half minutes. I felt like he had five fouls the whole game. Um. That that to me is a big elephant in the room moving forward these next couple games. Like he's got to be very careful. Well, and right? Tim, yeah, Tim wrote about this. Like there are like even if you find ten minutes for Jarebko and McKinney and Bogut, there's still going to be like a few other minutes there for somebody that you're going to have to find a way. Um, but the, but you would say the Rock is kind of have to do like are they going to play Chris Paul forty five minutes? Yeah, I think Tim, the point is just like even if you t- just by when you take away Kevin's minutes, you just have to. Oh, uh, you're just saying you have to fill it with something. You got to fill it with something, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but well, that to uh, me just means oh. Clay, Steph, and Draymond play an extra two or three minutes each. So, but I think the other thing is like they're kind of, like you can tell like it's just affecting everybody. <laughs> we still got potentially two more games. I would say on both sides though, they both look tired. They do. I, so here's the other thing: we do have to say this. That la- the, the, where Clay is going out of bounds, as it turned out, might have been out of bounds. Throws the ball back in, like for as good as they played, and and the Rockets kind of struggled down the stretch. It still took a really insane sequence for the Warriors not to be playing defense in a three point game with the Rockets ha- holding the basketball. Right, like I got a little concerned when the Warriors had to use two their la- they had to use two timeouts to get the ball in because they had the timeout because they got trapped, and then they used the other, the last time out to get it to midcourt. Then they get it in, and Clay, like, the ball's going out of bounds, and Clay just has to, like, lollipop it. And uh, Aaron I'm biased. is right I'm there. I'm biased, but is this one of the best series they've ever played in? Just it feels just what's on the line. And, again. Yeah, I mean, I think the fourth quarter last night took it to just another level. And it's like, I, I just believe... That game was an all-timer. You agree? Just that game makes maybe the series feel even stronger. That game was sweet. It was an all-timer after Kevin because it wasn't. It was a fifteen-point game, and I'm watching, going like, "Yes, this is to me." When they've got Kevin and they're playing their best, they they should kick everyone's ass. And then the Rockets made a run, and it was but it wasn't when he when he hit the shot. It was a one-point game. Yeah. and he hit the shot three-point game. No doubt. So then it's got dicey. They were leaking anyway. oil, guy. But it. But to me, they just. I, I, I'm just. I, I probably for someone who's who. I do view them through a lens not as a fan fan, but it's just like NBA and all this stuff. I'm pretty arrogant with how good I think they are when they're at their best, not because I'm a fan of their. I just think at their best, they're just like they're just better than everybody else. And if they lose, it's because of them, not because anybody else. I, and if, I do think the Rockets are good. I'm not saying they're not good. Really I'm just good. saying that the Warriors at full strength, when they care and they're playing and they give it 48 minutes, like you shouldn't beat them. Like if you beat them, it's because they did something wrong. You know the but difference? Now that's not the. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. Like the four overtime game last week or whatever, the Nuggets Portland, it was intense and it was crazy. But like legacies on the line, like that's what made last night the shit that's on the line. Like because if the Rockets win that game, then they're going to win the series more likely than they're going to win the NBA championship. That changes James and Chris's lifetime resume. 
Like, right? That changes Mike D'Antoni, Daryl Morey, the impact it has on basketball history. If Steph Clay and fucking Draymond keep this thing afloat, when everyone, do you know what's crazy? Is a couple years ago, everyone's like, God, those Splash Bros. Then they add Steph this or Kevin, it's not even fair. Now they've kind of been discounted. Like, well, Steph even that good anymore? Is Clay? What's up with Draymond? He's well, overrated. <laughs> and now it's like they get to get bring their legacy back. That's to me, I think, watching the fourth quarter. The shit beside basketball, all the stuff we truly love to talk about, what makes sports so cool, where you rank in the hierarchy of great players. And James said after game four, like, the amount of great players in this series is pretty incredible. I mean, it just would change all these people's lives. The the, the Rockets, I mean, they won those two championships in the mid-90s, but they've been just one of those really good teams for the last 20 years. How many how many conference finals have they been in? Like, a couple? Max? I know they've been in one a couple years, you know, when they played the Warriors the first time around four or five years ago. I don't know. Did they make a, did they ever make a conference finals with Yao Ming and Tracy? Remember, they couldn't get out of the first round forever. So it's like, it would have changed their franchise's history. Now, the Warriors, they're already kind of etched in stone. But like we were talking about yesterday, they're trying to be in like this basketball heaven of the three-peat. And, that, and they, they have this extra little curveball on the three-peat. It's four and five years. It's the three-peat and the four and five years. And Steph, Clay, and Draymond in basketball heaven on the hierarchy are. Especially, guy, if – let's just say this. The legacy – like Kevin's legacy now, everyone views him as a champion. I think most people now view him as the best player in the world. But if Steph, Clay, and Draymond – if he's out for the season, yeah, which – That does negatively me, affect him. Kevin. See, I, I think it more positively affects the three guys. I think it definitely positively affects the three guys, but I, I, I don't think he'd get away unscathed, and I don't think that's fair to him, but I don't think it would be nothing. But keep going. Okay, that's fair. I, I, I would agree. Doesn't He doesn't get nothing, but I think it does much more to like. Totally. Those those three motherfuckers yeah. are an all, like, it's just like, you can never, ever, don't ever disrespect them again. Right. They, they've kind of been taking some shit, and even Steph's like, I'm a grown, like, I deserve, I haven't been playing well. But last night was like a muscle flex game, and it was awesome. There was a lot of pride. You could just feel it in this area. Like, the motherfuckers are back. Those well, poor guys. And so, that's the thing about this team, and that's why I think I never wanted Kevin to come here because I, I, I love what they stood for before. Like, it's it was it's some of the most fun sport watching I've ever had in my life. And most people around here, I mean, their, their television games are doing like 15s. People loved them. I, uh, they were homegrown I, ass kickers. Well, wasn't it funny? I don't know. Did you hear last night, like, Kevin's out. Dream, maybe it's before Draymond had fouled out, but... Reggie goes, the question now is, where does the offense come from? And at that moment, like Steph and Clay were both like crossing each other under the basket. And I'm like, we don't talk about them like the Splash Brothers anymore. No. Right? Like to, to your point. But I'm like, where does the offense come from? If it doesn't come, then they just, the, 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 the season's over. Like they got Steph and Clay. What do you mean, where does the offense come from? And I know what he was saying, but, but the point was just like, it better come from those two guys. You know what Iguodala said after the game? You know who the calming influence is? They get in the huddle after he was out and looked like he was injured. He's like, the voice I heard that told everyone just take a relax was Boogie Cousins. <laughs> He's like, Boogie was like a legit, and you could see him over there high-fiving dudes and just kind of keeping every. I think he's just like, everyone's, it's okay. You guys are fucking elite. I came here more for you guys than him, <laughs> you know? Steph Clay, remember when Boogie was on Team USA, the third splash bro? Like, you guys are the two max guys. You guys... You and 
Clay, as long as Joe takes care of you, and I think yesterday helped. You guys are $400 million. And I understand Draymond. I was thinking about this this morning. If you're Draymond Green, he's almost probably, I, I don't have his stats up, but I would imagine he's close to averaging a triple-double in this series. Last night he was like 8, 12, and 11. He had, a tri- he had a couple triple-doubles. He has to be thinking, well, Chris, who's never won dick and can, I mean, is a lifetime second-round guy, who's older than me, they gave him four years of $160 million. I would understand, I actually completely understand if Draymond goes, how am I not a max guy if that little midget is a max guy? Do you agree? Like, if you're Dray, I'm playing him in these playoff games. I'm making way more plays than this guy. Right. And, and I'm not just, well, you're a big, he's a point guard. Well, yeah, I basically run the, the offense runs through me. I doubled the amount of assists. Last night, he had seven assists. I saw. I remember Kawakami tweeted, he has seven assists, six and a half minutes into the game, and they've taken ten shots. So on the ten shots, he's assisted on seven of them. Like, he, he is kind of their point guard. So I understand if I'm Draymond, where he looks at himself like, at minimum, I'm a $150 million player. And I, I don't see how you can argue otherwise, right? Right. At this at, at these playoffs, with his, it's like, okay, Draymond, you mail in the regular season. But when it, it's the most important time, I am always one of the most important players in the biggest series against whoever we're playing the max guys. I matter more than more than likely at least one of their max guys consistently. I mean, I, has anyone earned kind of more respect back where everyone's like, God, this guy is a motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, he just makes plays. Just what, what did Charles Woodson's, what was his work hard, make plays? Work hard, make plays. I thought there were two moments last night where I watched Draymond and thought, you know, for all his yelling and screaming in that game last night, when I was like, God, dude, I, I just, I hope the officials, and they did, I hope they just decide, like, we're not going to tee him up for yelling at us. Well, I think he knows now, like, what official, when he can go. Yeah, I maybe. I, I don't, I hope so. <laughs> after he hit that three, right after he got the tech, that was one of the highlights of the game. He gets the tech, comes down, hits a three right in front of the Rockets bench. Like, that was incredible. Like, that's when I thought, okay, they're winning this game. He um, almost did the, another one too. I was like, "Is he gonna like pull uh, he his pants down?" After he this? wanted it bad because you know they were talking shit to him when he took that shot. Yeah, um, both of two them moments. were in the corner, right? Yeah, both were in the same spot. So there was a moment in front of the Warriors bench late before Kevin. This was in the third quarter before Kevin went out. Like him and Kevin were kind of stuck, and he tried to get the ball to Kevin. They were right next to each other, and the spacing was bad, and the ball got knocked out. And Kevin starts like explaining to him what he wants, and you could tell Draymond was like Draymond is the kind of guy that has. Well, if you tell him here's why what you're doing is wrong and this is the right thing, he'll go okay. And you could tell it wasn't an argument at all, but Kevin was saying this is what we should do. And Draymond, you could tell in his mind, clicked like okay, yeah, we'll do it your way. And then when he fouled out and was screaming at the defense to arrange, like what, like for all the struggle. Well, he looked at Livingston. He, he told is him just to, like, such go a high way. level teammate, man. For he is worth. Like the bottom line is he is whatever you think the trouble is, that guy's worth it. Because I'm not saying he's the only guy that wants to win, but nobody wants to win more than him. There there was a moment I, I put myself like if I was a Rockets fan, the moment Kevin went out, the next couple minutes, like the first couple possessions, you could tell it'd be like if you took two years off calling a game and then all of a sudden it's like you're doing an NFL game. You'd be just a little uneasy. Like, yeah. Steph and Clay ran into each other. Yeah. And, like, Iguodala didn't know where to go. It was like, oh, my. Are they going to – it crossed my mind. Are they going to end up losing this game by 20? Because I'm telling you, they didn't know what to do. Like, 
Clay kind of went into Steph, and they, they were just in a fucking weird. If I was a Rockets fan for those couple minutes, it was like, did we just win a ring? That would have right. crossed. That, yeah. Because that, that's what, again, guy, when I tweeted, is that the most impactful injury ever? On the game, on the individual game, on the individual series, which I think we all acknowledge kind of feels like the NBA championship. I mean, it's early May. We're not talking, like, the championship is now for a, a month, and we feel like it's right now. Then his moving, it, it it was one of the crazier, like, couple minutes even post-injury watching the game play out. Like, this is nuts. Well, you told me there's another Western Conference series going on right now? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it actually, yeah. the Nuggets, the Nuggets are pretty good. It's kind of crazy, though. Like, that series gets completely ignored. That, well, it, it just, you know what they are. When you're like the, it feels like you're the opening act for like the Beatles or the Rolling Stones or something. Now, that series guy, I've watched, I mean, the last game was terrible. It's had some moments. Like, it's not terrible watch. Yeah, well, my favorite part of that series has just been the Jokic Twitter stuff. People tweeting yeah. about Jokic. <laughs> well, he's chubby and he, he's really good. I, I, I hadn't, I don't watch many Nuggets games. He's fucking really good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Would they be a lot? Would they be a one hundred percent lot? I'm not going to get ahead of myself to beat the Nuggets without Kevin. Yeah. Well, one hundred percent no. Because, like you said, the real now what you just see is like God. All it takes is, uh, like the Warriors have dealt with a lot of injuries throughout this. The dynasty. Nuggets sneaky have a lot of bodies too. I mean, they just got like they go like eight or nine deep of just the kind of athletes. Now the Warriors did kick the shit out of them in the regular season in a couple games, but it was with Kevin. I just wouldn't discount like the Nuggets are just, just you're right. It's just a lot of wear and tear on like the three or four guys. Like is Iguodala bound for like just a hammy pull or something? He's playing 35, 40 minutes. It's a lot to ask of him. Now he looks good, but Jesus Christ, we're on, we're on alert. What about Looney? I mean, is, was uh, Looney just Reggie said it before the game was over? Game ball for a guy that the... teams had off their draft board because he had a bad hip. I mean. Is he one of those guys who's just God. clearly just a really high-level smart guy? Clear, I mean, like but also just like for a guy that doesn't have a great vertical, right? For a guy that doesn't. Kind of stiff, not great feet. But he just makes so many plays. Makes plays, man. To me, We're if he was an outfielder, he wouldn't be the fastest guy, but he would just take the best routes. You know? Well, do, do you know like, what? How does he catch everything? It's like, well, <clears> he just... you, you know why scouting's an inexact science? Because of the two guys coming out, and when they both got drafted, and if you just watch them work out, and the the injuries, and the one guy's not injured, like if you just put them around, moving around, Jordan Bell, you'd go, well, if I'm going to need a, just a rotational big, we'd much rather have this guy that can jump out of the gym, that can move his feet, that you know, in theory, can be a really good defensive player, and and, and they wouldn't, you could put a gun to Steve's head, he wouldn't put in Jordan Bell for Looney, and it's 100% the right decision. I will Isn't say it though, crazy like, how that works out? yeah, but I will say, like, to be fair, even with the hip injury, Looney was a first round pick. He was still drafted higher. Um, yeah, he went thirty two, but I'm saying he went or twenty nine or thirty, and Bell went thirty four. I mean, they were right in the same range. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, Looney. You're just saying Looney went. Like, to I'm saying like Looney fell. Looney fell to thirty because of the hip, and Bell like went up. But, but to I'm 34 factoring in this argument: like the hip, like his. Yeah. People thought that. But I'm his just saying, hip, even with the hip, he went ahead of him. Without the hip, he was, I think, clearly a higher level NBA prospect. When people viewed him as a lottery pick, right? When he signed with UCLA at a high school before they knew about the hip. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's crazy. And then, like, like you maybe, said, maybe Looney would look at me for saying that. Like, Jordan Bell, he can't fucking hold my jock. I used to kick the guy's ass. John, well, here's yes. the other thing is like, not only did we have that, 
all this plus the Celtics thing, but we had Ty Lue and the Lakers can't reach a deal, and Stephen A just casually says people around Jeannie are telling her to con- that they, maybe they should consider trading LeBron. LeBron James has a no-trade clause. Does not. Oh, sorry, does not have a no-trade clause. LeBron James can be traded. Here, I, I was thinking about this last night on Ty Lue. He got offered a three-year deal. And yeah. one of the things Stephen A. was saying, and just if you follow basketball, most guys get a four- or five-year deal. I think everyone that got hired so far this year, Monty Williams got hired. He got a five-year deal. Uh, were there any other openings? I know well, the couple guys last year, like the Orlando, Clifford got a five-year deal. The, the recent coaches all get five-year deals. Obviously, when Kerr got hired, remember, Derek Fisher got hired. He got a five. Like, to me, five years is pretty normal. They did offer, though, Ty Lue, a three-year, $18 million deal. So it is $6 million a year. I was thinking, if I was in that spot, now Ty Lue has money from playing. He's then made money from coaching. Like, he doesn't need the money. But I was thinking, I get they're kind of forcing your hand, but Ty Lue, that's $18 million. I get if it was like three years, 10. You'd be like, that's a... They did they did kind of pay you a premium right. for the short years. Right. So I, I do think you could argue that Ty might have let pride get in his way a little bit because, again, $6 million a year. Now, the kicker is that they wanted what many view as like this all-time ambitious kind of snake moving around right now, and Jason Kidd on his staff, he wanted to keep one thing I saw. I mean, I saw like eight different interviews with Stephen A. People couldn't get enough of Stephen A. Like, what do you think of the Lakers? What do you think of the Lakers? Byron Shaw, Brian Shaw, who was on Luke's staff, he, he's boys with them because they played together, right, with Phil, Kobe, Shaq. He wanted to keep him. I guess Palinka wants him gone. So they want to basically replace him with Jason Kidd. He's like, fuck no. So I do get, if you don't need the money, you do got to stand for something. Is there a chance that it was less about the years and more about, you're not dictating my staff? Yeah, and also, like, I'm going to be viewed as the guy that only coaches LeBron, and I don't get to coach anybody else. So I'm going to at least be in control of trying to succeed when I have LeBron. I actually respect Ty Lue for just kind of like I do too. Now, maybe maybe in the end it's he's playing hardball and he'll get what he Does wants. Does it feel like it's one hundred percent over? No. Are we sure well, Rambus isn't gonna coach this team? Well, because then I saw Woes put out the other list of candidates. Like, are we sure that they're not gonna come back Ty Lue? Well, like they don't Vogel, Vogel's on the list now, I just saw. You can't hire Frank Vogel with LeBron, can you? No. Who else is, would be on the list though? Guys? I don't know. That was the report I saw. Was just Who like, else exists? Like you said, Blatt. You tweeted that yesterday. It's black well, I was talking. I was talking to a buddy the other day. He's like, okay, if we lose, he's a Sixer fan. We need Brett Brown gone. And I'm like, bro, just look at the list of people out there. Who are you going to get? And he's just like, well, we got one option. Is Jay Wright. I'm like, well, if you can get Jay Wright, I get yeah, it. Yeah. But are you going to get Jay Wright? Uh, who says no, John? LeBron for Simmons at Embiid. Sixers or Lakers? Uh, the six to me, you would not trade Embiid. You would trade Simmons and some so South. you would not. If you're the Sixers, you wouldn't do Embiid for LeBron straight up. No, because what's no? I I need Simmons. Like Isn't Simmons crazy? is my like. If you were the Knicks with the number one pick, or the, I would not trade Zion for LeBron. You wouldn't trade number one for because if like, I if I was a Knicks fan, I would I would not I would take my chances with Zion over this old LeBron. If you were the Lakers, would you take the third pick for LeBron? Because if I was the Lakers, you I would, would 1 million percent take Zion for LeBron. Do you and agree you would, there? And you would consider, I do think you would consider Ja Morant. 
for LeBron. To, to me, that's a little stronger. I get the hype, and I everyone yeah. that seems like they know what they're talking about, take a guy from Murray State. Yeah. To me, it's L.A. Zion would be a no-brainer, and I don't. I think the Knicks fans would be furious because he's already kind of shunned them a couple times. Now he's older. <laughs> now he's even extra. Because I had this thought last night, like you not can't. Gonna, not, Zion I had this LeBron, thought last right? night, like they're not going to get Kevin. Kevin, or they'll get Kevin and he's hurt, and all of a sudden they're gonna have to like pivot, and it's gonna be LeBron and Kyrie in New York again. Um, I just think it's kind of like I'm throwing these out. I think we're maybe I, he's we're a hard guy. He's a hard guy to trade because I saw Windhorse say, or Broussard, or one of those guys, you can't trade him anywhere because that team knows he won't give a fuck. Like he won't. Now he doesn't have a no trade clause, but you're gonna like you. He, he make it ten times worse. Would so you, a lot of teams here's now. The, John, here's here, this would be the all time deal. If you're the Lakers, would you trade LeBron for Anthony Davis? Uh, to me, if you're the Pelicans, you don't do that. Well, you got him three years on a contract. I, mean, I, I just, uh, yeah, you probably wouldn't do that. The thing with the NBA. And if you're the, the Bucks, N- you definitely wouldn't trade Giannis. To me, in the N- in the NFL, it's different. Like, you're going to play, you're going to show up. In the NBA, he just, like, if he does not want to go there, like, if he's like, listen, I'd be open to a trade here of my three teams, make it work out. Like, that's just the way it would work, right? You, the, you would not trade him at his status to a place he did not want to go. It just wouldn't happen that way. So now David Griffin, what if he's like, listen, I can get this, this, you get you a Drew Holiday. But he, wa- I don't know. I, I think it's not. I, I just think it's so... It does make sense. I would trade him. Right. But he's in, he has so much control that it's not, it's not easy. He is perhaps so the greatest big. player of all time. And still, I think, I think we're kind of talking about him. Just, let's just say he's the second from now on. Okay. And I think we talk about him like, I still think he's got a lot. I don't know for how many years he's got left in the tank, but I think we could see a great year from LeBron next year. If he was in teams. the playoffs, he would dominate. Now, I don't know if his teams will win or lose. He would dominate. And yet, there's a lot of scenarios where you go, nah, I wouldn't do that deal. If you're the other, nah, I wouldn't do that deal. Nah, I wouldn't do that deal. Like, it's kind well, of crazy. Well, because now he's got this. He's not like, a, you know what's weird? Is he's not, like, no one looks at him like a malicious. He's never been arrested or anything. He's really not that. He's not like an angry guy. Just the way he does things and kind of controls the, it just makes it so hard that I think he's lost some credit, like character wise. Again, when I say character, I don't mean like I mean like Antonio Brown. It's like there's nothing really tangible there, but there's something there. It's a little different with LeBron because again, he's one. But ever since he left Pat Riley, he's kind of become this like egomaniac that refuses to listen to anyone. That I don't think most teams could handle that. The Lakers clearly can't, right? No, they can't. Well, I, I, I'd be hard pressed to see him get traded, because if they did trade him and he did not want to get traded, it would be an all-time power move by the Lakers. Like, fuck you, we're gonna do exactly what we want. That seems you'd have to be too on top of your shit, I think, to pull that off. I also think when you when you think about historically the type guys that get that type treatment, it's like a Chris Webber. You know, it's like De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald. No. Shea Gilius Maximus. I, 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 no. Oh, no, that guy's on the Clippers. But you agree 100% if you were a team with the number one pick, I would not trade Zion for LeBron. And, you know, whatever the salary is to make it work. Yeah, I mean, like, to me, if, let's say I was, let's say somehow this Spurs team ended up with Zion, uh, they would do that deal, right? Like, pop, like, let's, let's, let's just get LeBron and go win a championship. Yeah, but they can't. No, I know, but I'm saying like if somehow uh, okay. they won the they I'm didn't make the playoff, of, they won the, the lottery. Teams, of the teams in the lottery, I'll I'll give you one that I think I they don't know. I, I think, I, what about this one? What about I this? I can't one? dismiss that. 
The Ma- the Mavericks didn't make the playoffs. James. Yeah, the like, Mavericks didn't make the playoffs. Would the Mavericks trade Zion? For yeah, him? I think they should. If they had that opportunity, they should do that. So right. you get Luca, him, and Porzingis. Yeah, yeah. So, I, but if I, you're the, you agree if you're the Knicks, unless Kevin wanted it. If Kevin says go do it, then you do it, right? I'll come there if you trade the number one pick, like the Cavs. When he's like, I'm coming there. Andrew Wiggins, I ain't including him in my my letter, and we're going to trade him. For, you do whatever he says at the time. Now, when I, he came from the Heat, he was in the peak of his fucking powers of ass kicking. Let's say you know you're getting Kyrie. You don't know if you're getting Kevin. If you're the Knicks, okay, I would not do it. See, I think you, I think they would consider it because you feel like we get LeBron here, we can win a championship this year. Well, we could definitely win the East. You're right. Um, now, to me, to what are the chances LeBron gets? I think the chance he gets traded is zero percent. See, I, I'd put it like ten. Ten, okay. This because there's just so much influx or flux fluctuation. There's just so much unknown. Like, I think part of the issue is that if you're the Lakers, like LeBron being a star matters to the Lakers, right? Like, well, well, here, here's the elephant in the room. Are we one hundred percent sure that Rob Polink is going to be running this team when all the playoff ends, and a Daryl Morey or Bob Myers and a guy like that doesn't run the team? Because if if you tell me. That Daryl Morey leaves Houston because he realized they're capped out. I'm out, and I'm going to go run the Lakers because mm-hmm. I kind of see that. Okay, I think he would be if, right, if yeah, I told I'll you come up from zero if percent. I told you in a month Daryl Morey's running the Lakers, you're not zero percent anymore, right? No, no, you're right. I'll I'll just I'll go up from zero percent because I think the Palinka thing is weird. So I, that's fair. Yeah. What what percent do you think Palinka's in charge in a month? Uh, I. I, I 60 40 where did the ramuses come from like when was well, kurt his, his wife was he was tight staff? with genie right well yeah she's been a part of the organization but was rambus on luke's staff i didn't I, think i he think was. he's just around he's just a laker just around you know trusted confidant like do you think People, magic's saying things to her like that's the other thing 100 percent. better well, believe it is well think about it when you're someone like that that has no experience and we've seen it with we saw it with mark davis you just rely on the couple of people that you trust, right? Like Mark did it with – now, I, I'll even give Mark more credit. Like the two people he relied on were John Madden and Ron Wolf were like giving him recommendations. To me, when Rambus's wife is playing a role, it's like – And, and Rambus. Like, yeah, but Rambus, remember he when he got nailed at the Knicks for liking porn? Remember that on his Twitter? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, should we shame for a guy liking porn on Twitter? It's – Another conversation. What was his answer? Like, was that it wasn't me, or I don't remember what the answer was. Yeah, it was a bull, it was one of those bull face lies that we all was like, "Come on, Kurt, you know, you like some, you like a little porn on uh, on social? <laughs> Who hasn't?" My know? thumb, my thumb was a little fat. Yeah, that's why Instagram the double tap smart. It just shows you, man, that the Lakers, your owner, that's the one thing that more and more I think is going to happen just in sports. The likelihood, if you had a good father as an owner. That their kid is going to be even close to being as capable as their dad, especially when, like, Jeannie and Jim, they weren't re- – like, say one thing for Stephen Jones and Jonathan Kraft. Like, they had been playing a role right next to their dad, it feels like, every day, right? Every fucking day living in the muck. Living in it. That's what Mark Davis, Jed York, they did not. Jeannie did not. Clark Hunt every day works for Lamar. The, the Steinbrenners. I don't know enough about them, but it feels like they did. Now they're different. Their dad, but it just you eat. You they were like members of the mob. You're just in it. You're their right hand man. 
Yeah, the, the the Yankees have become a little more cost conscious, and they've been they've been good while doing it. Well, in the fairness, they were just they were getting they were spending an exorbitant amount of money on just shitty players. I don't, I kind of defend them of like, are we going to give everyone a hundred eighty million dollar contract? No, Can we I mean they on who they we still, do. They still spend more money. They just don't spend like uh, uh, exponentially but I, more but, money. But I do think that's a narrative. He'd be like, well, we traded for Stanton's two fifty. We just signed James Paxton. But they're not no, paying the two fifty, or I guess they are, but they didn't give anything up to get them. No, but they're paying a lot. Right? Yeah, but I'm just saying, go look at the just overall salaries. They're not like a hundred million ahead of everyone else. Like they no, used they're to not be. quite what they used to be. I don't even know. Like there are years where they're not number one. You know? Yeah. Well, so they're, they're just analytics. Like they're all about it. Like they've been drafting well again. Like they, you know. Yeah. Cashman, Cashman's adapted really well. I think they all. They, yeah, they've adapted well. They're they're sneaky. Not to get on baseball talk, but the Yankees are hot right now. Yeah, they bounce they, back. They need some guys. Yeah, well, they're they're gonna run out of gas. They don't get some guys healthy. Soon. They got a lot. Of, do you see Posey had one of those? Uh, do the Giants yeah, leave? Yeah, that concussion come from? In just three days later, yeah, dude's got a concussion. You're like, so oh, weird. he did it in the last night game. No, the game was rained out, so he got a concussion. Just the game he was playing in. It's weird. It should have been at first base a while ago. All right. On that note, fired up, John. Friday night, I'm fired up for some hoops. What time is that game? Probably 6.30? Probably. I'm ready. All right. Peace. Later. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.